0: When I go in for an audition, I have done serious preparation. And I think when I walk in, I am professionally invested in booking the job, but emotionally disconnected from booking the job.
1: listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm your co-host, AJ Meyer, and our other co-host, Trevor Algat, will be joining us next week. Coming up in episode 218, we have the second and final part of my chat with actor Amir Talai. In part two, Amir tells us all about his voiceover career, his favorite jobs and why and how authenticity is the best way to approach any character. Hmm, sound familiar? It's all coming up in episode 218, so stay right where you are. Support for this episode of Inside Acting is brought to you by Vo2GoGo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Readers' Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Just visit Vo2GoGo.com/start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that'll help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's Vo the number two GoGo.com/start. And also their cyber specials, Viotagogo cyber specials are still going on this week. Uh, so you can check them out at slash 2015 hyphen cyber hyphen specials. And we've got the link on our website to make that easier to click. Hello, everyone. I guess I should explain why I'm flying solo this episode. So, as longtime listeners of the podcast know, Trevor and I seem to be blessed with, um, you know, certain technical issues that come up from time to time, and um, don't understand why it works one week and doesn't work the next. But we actually had a time. It, it wasn't a scheduling issue this time. We had a time set aside. Trevor and I sat down. We jumped on Skype, happy to hear each other's voices, went to record. And... nothing. Um, I guess I wasn't coming through on his end, and then we tried using the same screen capture software on my computer, but it's been erroring out there, so... Anyway, we just had to uh, end up going with a solo episode for this one, um, because we couldn't find another time to get together with the stuff working. And it may not even be working yet. So actually... Here's a, here's a good thing to throw out to our listeners. If you know of any screen capture software, we're using this one called Voila. It has worked great in the past and just, you know, decided not to. Maybe we can get it working again. Fingers crossed. But if you have any um, suggestions for us of some screen capture software, we've been this will be this will be the second one we've been through. We started out with a one called Snaps with a Z Pro. Um, And now we've moved on to Voila, and uh, would love to hear if anyone has any other suggestions. We only need the audio, obviously, it's an audio podcast, so... Anyway, moving right along, something uh, with a happier note, we do have a, a little holiday treat coming for our members. Don't want to give it away, right? Don't want to spoil the end of the movie or, or unwrap the present before you get it. But anybody who's in our membership before the end of the year will be receiving a little holiday treat from the IAP team. Um, you know, just some a special thank you from us to you for you know keeping the podcast going. It's a it's it it it, it's, it means the world to us that people get any value out of this whatsoever, let alone you know supporting us with their hard-earned dollar dollar bills, y'all. So, we really appreciate that. And we wanted to just do a little extra special thank you to our members. You've got a little holiday treat coming. Just wanted to mention that. Also, quick note to say that the uh, artist, Artists Doing Something Facebook group, uh, email, and movement has been doing just that moving uh, this week and last. And big, big shout out to longtime listener and longtime patron and longtime member. Andy Goldberg for heading that up it's been amazing the response has been incredible almost overwhelming for the people involved Um, but uh, you know as we said last episode we definitely think it's necessary so feel free once again to reach out to Andy at artistsdoingsomething at gmail.com that's artistsdoingsomething all one word at gmail.com and and Finally, uh, uh, just a brief catch-up. I actually can't spend a whole lot of time recording this week because I got my first audition in a very long time. It's really exciting. I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it, Um, so I'm not going to sort of give away any details until I know uh, a bit more. But I will say that it combines, um, once again, my musical theater skill set with, film and television, which is awesome. And also just being able to use that skill set to get into these rooms, because I am going into a casting office that casts mostly television, to be able to get into, and it's a big office, to be able to get into these rooms with that other skill set and maybe get, get an opportunity to enroll them into who I am as an actor outside of musical theater, um, it's really exciting, and you know, I just get to go in there and book the office, as we say on the podcast. So that's all I got. Very brief. So before we jump into the interview, just another word from our sponsor, Rehearsal Pro. Yes, you know, you've heard it here. The foe, Rehearsal Pro. It's the next version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors, and it's coming. Get ready because it's coming in early 2016. If you want to learn your lines, be off book for auditions, and explore your character, and make stronger choices, and a whole lot more because this is going to be a very featureful app. If you want to do all those things, go to rehearsal.pro. IAP to learn all about the great features coming in the newest version of the groundbreaking app, Rehearsal Pro. Can re- reserve your copy now, even though the Indiegogo campaign has ended. You can reserve your copy now at rehearsal.pro slash IAP as an in inside acting podcast. That's rehearsal.pro slash IAP. And as I said, without further ado, let's go ahead and roll right into the second part of Amir's interview. Um, Just going to let it speak for itself. Starts off with voiceover, kind of moves on from there. Really great, great stuff. So enjoy, and I will see you guys on the other side. do this the, the, you're very into voiceover the voiceover world both in, 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 in animation and also video games there's several of those credits um, on your, your IMDb mm-hmm. uh, how did that come about?
0: Um, dumb luck
1: <laughs> I,
0: uh, I had done a pilot for a company called Principado Young uh, okay. 10 years ago and, uh, and went well. Uh, and then a couple of minute, months after I shot the pilot, uh, the people from Family Guy called over and asked Pada Young, hey, do you, any of your clients do a good Indian accent? And they said, well, uh, yeah, you also probably want to look at this guy, Amir Talai. He just did a pilot for us, and he's great. And she was like, yeah, 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 but what about your actual clients? Is he a client? And they're like, no, but he's great. You should see him. So she saw me. I booked it. And then she recommended me to a voiceover agent, um, Linda Lamont. Uh, Linda Lamontagne.
1: Lamontagne, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and so she recommended me to I Seven, uh, and I, I, you know, did a little bit of work there, um, and uh, and then uh, it was sort of dying out, uh, and I I thought about quitting voiceover actually, uh, but then uh, I got an offer to sign with a different agency, so I decided to try that. I, I was like, I'll give them a year, yeah. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm going to quit voiceover. Uh, cause I hadn't booked anything in probably like five, six years with I7. It'd been a while. Uh, but then after like three months with DPN, I, I booked like three or four things. Wow. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. A lot, I'll say a lot of the vo- video game stuff I've done is Middle Eastern. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. And, and, uh, voiceover, you know, I've done the, the family guy thing led to some American dads, uh, and, um, and then I booked a couple series, uh, which are now over, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, trying, to, trying to keep active with that.
1: Do you, because you didn't necessarily start out doing that or going to classes for that mm-hmm. or that kind of thing, what, what kind of things did you, when, when you got that first job, for instance, when you met Linda and you got that first job, did you say, okay, this might actually be something, uh, sort of an additional lucrative path for me? Let me go and like t- jump into some classes. Well, or anything I ta- like that. I had taken a, a
0: class in the Bay Area and I was doing work there. It's really easy to work in voiceover in the Bay Area uh, because there isn't that much work period, and so generally, if you have an agent in the Bay Area, they're submitting you for everything because they need in- to, including voiceover. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So TV, film, voiceover, whatever they can. So I had worked. I had worked you know fairly steadily in the bay area not making much money but but working on a semi regular basis um, and so when i started auditioning for voice over down here it was just a matter of just a matter of acting in my experience uh, and i'm sure people will disagree with me it's it's not that different from regular acting it's just uh, it's just a matter of acting you know, just understanding the character, what they're going for.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Trevor's very into uh, the voiceover thing, and we've talked about. Uh, he says that the microphone is a great bullshit detector. Okay. You know, because uh-huh. it, it, you know, it's like you're, yeah, you're acting, and now the the quote unquote camera is right in front of your face, sure. and it's only recording your voice, so you yeah. only have one mode of expression, so to speak. Yeah. And you don't have your face, you don't have your body, you just have that, you know, that one. That one form of expression. Yeah. So we we definitely agree, agree that it's you know it's a form of acting and a and a very um, challenging form form of acting.
0: Yeah, it's and I will say, to be perfectly honest, it's not as fun as it's made out to be. Um, it it doesn't get really fun until you start getting really big parts. Hmm. Um, the most fun I ever had was doing this show on Netflix called Turbo, where I was one of the sort of series regulars doing a lot of fun sort of nonsense on that show. And, you know, being able to play the scene with the other actors in the show, that was really fun. But, you know, video games tend to be very sort of mechanical Um, commercials, very mechanical. Um, it's It's very artificial, and so it's hard to get in sort of a... Uh, it's, it's hard to feel artistic doing voiceover mm. unless you're lucky enough to
1: get a big movie part, a big TV part. Because um, with the video games, they're giving you just all these prompts. It's like, mm-hmm. here's a possibility of what this character might say if they were getting shot at or running or yeah. whatever. And you're just going right. through those prompts one, one at a time, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, you're getting, you're getting shot uh, and it hurts. Okay, now you're getting shot and it hurts a lot. Okay, now you're getting shot by two guns, and it hurts a lot. It's just sort of like, it, it's it's um, sort of you know, there's some acting involved, but it but in in a large part, it's sort of feels like paint by numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Do you do you ever feel? I'm wondering. Um, I know this is a weird transition, but I'm I'm pulling it from a conversation I had with a with a good friend of mine who's also an ethnic actor. He's um, Indian, and um. He, do you ever feel that way in terms of not necessarily feeling artistic when you're doing uh, comedy or, or, or sitcom? He was a um, I don't want to mention his name uh, or the show because I, I hate for him to get upset that I that I told this <laughs> story. But he was on a uh, he was a series regular uh-huh. uh, on a or a series lead on a on a sitcom for a few years, uh-huh. four, four years or something yeah. like that. It was a middling. Uh, popularity, this, yeah. this sitcom, okay. and we, I, you know, I ran into him, and I was like, oh, man, you must be having a blast, and he was like, eh, and I was like, whoa, 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 what, what, do, you, what do you mean, you know, and this is a buddy that I went to college with and everything, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about, and he's like, well, here's the thing about sitcom, mm-hmm. someone else is writing the jokes, mm-hmm. I just say them, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, but, and in my mind, I'm not, I'm not on a sitcom right now, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to you and you're working consistently, and you' and your 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 face is out there, your brand is out there I'm not sure I
0: understand that because every it, it, no matter what you do, someone else is writing the jokes.
1: yeah, I mean maybe maybe <laughs> I, I guess maybe he you know wants to be a writer or I don't know what, but he felt I guess he just felt like he was part of a machine machine where he was the mouthpiece for someone else's comedy or someone else's jokes and i um I was like, okay, i never had I never really like thought of that. I've never really thought of that perspective. And I was like, huh,
0: I can understand wanting to have a little more ownership over the creative process. But I feel like, uh, I feel like that as actors, that's very rare for us. So if you, if you want to have, uh, I, I'm certainly not judging him for, for not having as much fun, but it sounds to me like he doesn't enjoy acting so much as he enjoys, uh, creating, uh, and maybe writing. Um, uh, yeah to me it, it doesn't feel so mechanical uh, doing sitcoms because in sitcoms you have a sense of, of place of location um, and you have the other actors to play off of yeah
1: um, so as opposed to being in that booth, booth yeah you know just talking to a microphone mm-hmm. the, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I. Watching
0: your peas, <clears throat> you know what I mean. When you're in the booth, they're like, "Oh, that was good, but you went a little too hard,
1: right?" Like, yeah, and now we have doesn't... to do it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I did. Uh, done a couple of industrial voiceover things and, and, and uh, one national commercial. And now that I'm thinking back on it, it was it was sort of, it was sort of stressful <laughs> in, in in the in the way that you're describing of it being. Um, uh, mechanical in a yeah. way, you know. Um, I mean, I was in a booth in New York, and they were in St. Louis mm-hmm. directing me on cans. So they're not in the room; they can't see me. She's trying; the director's trying to get something out of me. I'm sweating bullets because <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god! I hope I give them, you know, what they want." Right? Because um, here we are on the day, you yeah. know, and is my does my voice sound the way that it sounded to them in my audition? And I'm yeah. having all these like actor stories going on sure. in my head. So. Um, I can kind of, I can kind of see that. You
0: know, I wouldn't say that it's not acting. I would just say that for me, the fun of acting is when you can get into a flow, and so in voiceover, you rarely have the opportunity to get into a flow. So you're using your acting chops uh, to, you know, for a specific end, but it's not as fun.
1: Right. That's all. Well, and and we. This is a great segue, because we talked right before we started recording about the things that you were having or have had the most fun on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear not only what were those things, those projects, but what made them so much fun to yeah. you or what what fulfilled you artistically about those particular projects
0: i have to say the most fun I ever had was a, a series I did about... It was this show I did for Principato Young, actually, called Campus Ladies. Okay. Um, and that was a show that was shot like Curb Your Enthusiasm, in that they would write an outline, but almost no dialogue, mm. and we would just sort of play in the moment. And to be able to improvise, to write the jokes myself on the spot... Um, was incredibly fun and to do that for two whole seasons. Was, that's the best job I've ever had. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was great. Um, I really felt like I was able to sort of, you know, bring myself to it and create. Um, well, yeah. If you're, if yeah. you're
1: make, sort of making it up on the spot, you know, with the exception of the outline, of course. You're bringing so much of yourself. Mm-hmm. yourself to it.
0: Yeah, And that whole style of shooting where like you try something and, and, and they go, okay, that first thing you did was great, the second thing you did didn't work as much. So do the first thing again, and then come up with something else for the second.
1: Oh my god.
0: And, you know, it was a blast. And then, you know, and then, of course, everyone else on the show was super talented and super funny, and so to, to create with them all day long was fantastic. I remember one of the first days... That I had in which, it, no, it was the first day that I had that it was all me all day long. It was like just me and the guy that was playing my roommate. It was like twelve hours long, just the two of us. Oh my god! And at the end of that twelve hours, I was like, "Let's keep going. This is amazing. It was so so fun." Because
1: it was so fulfilling. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't taking no out, out of you. Was filling you up. Yeah. Yeah. It was
0: incredible. Um, so that, and then I think the, the other second most fun I've ever had, um, was doing turbo, you know, that it, uh, the, the cartoon for Netflix, it was, they gave me so much to work with. They, they, my character was uh, a little crazy. Actually I had two different characters. One was a crazy snail and one was a uh, Mexican taco truck owner. Um, so that was fun to be able to play those two guys and, and the, the snail was crazy Uh, so he would just have these sort of schizo moments and just like go off on these rants (laughs) and it was so much fun. Um, just, you know, the fact that I got to play so much on those two was so, so great. Um, you know, the most high profile things I've ever done were, uh, were definitely what to expect when you're expecting with, you know, all those stars like Chris Rock and JLo and stuff like that. And, um, and Harold and Kumar too, uh, and and those were those were fun in a different way. I, I wasn't bringing as much of myself to it as I was on those other projects, but I still felt like I was able to have like a significant chunk of stuff, and then at the same time be surrounded by, you know, these superstars. Yeah. that was so cool, and to think like I'm here, I'm with them, and I'm I'm doing my thing. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in a way, it kind of sounds like. I would say in a positive way, it kind of sounds like you have something in common with my friend from college because you had the most fun when you were able to, you know, be creative and, and, and be part of the process of the creation of the thing, the project, whatever it was that you were working on. Yeah. And, and like you said, bring a lot of yourself to it. Yeah. Do you, I have a question about that specifically about bringing yourself to it. Cause I feel like with, um, auditions, um, any character that you're working on, any sort of acting work that you do. And then of course, with something where you're improvising the majority of it, Mm -hmm. it requires a ton of authenticity. Mm -hmm. And that can be a bit of a double-edged sword in that actors can sometimes, well, humans can sometimes be, um, can hold back and sort of be afraid to be vulnerable, be authentic, be themselves because, of whatever story from who knows their childhood or whatever they're just like afraid to be themselves lest they be judged or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. What what kind of like going into a project like that? What kind of work do you do either on the character yourself or whatever so that you're like as open as you possibly can be so that you're you're. Um, you're able to share of yourself. You're able to give of yourself. You're able to have that 12 hour day, mm-hmm. be yourself the whole time, be creating, be open to just like expressing yourself and, and then at the end of it, not be tired at all or not having felt like you, it, like took something from you um, in order to make that happen.
0: Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, and tell me if I'm not answering your, your question exactly, but my, my acting teacher, Richard side says that, that you should operate from the assumption that you are the character, um, as opposed to saying, uh, here is all the work that I have to do in order to become this character. Oh, interesting. Cause that can be sort of exhausting. Right? Yeah. And I think that assume that you are the character, unless certain things point you towards, this is something that you definitely have to sort of move, change the dialogue for yourself. Right. Um, so like, um, like when I did Campus Ladies, my character was a, uh, student who had just come from Iran, um, and was sort of like excited about all things, uh, uh, American and just wanted to sort of be involved. And, uh, and, uh, he was, you know, impulsive and horny and, uh, and so I just went into each situation going like, okay, I'm this guy, right? And then if the outline says, you know, he hits on this girl, you know, that's that doesn't come easily to me personally, right? But in the moment I go, okay, like, well, what would I say? And then I just go. And I think it's something that, that can happen a lot more in the moment than people think. I think that people sort of load up on backstory much more than they often need to and uh, and I think that, that that comes at a cost I think that it ends up being very exhausting, it ends up um, sort of creating more distance between you and your character mm. which in the moment of acting also feels very exhausting, right? If it's like, okay guys, ready to roll, and rolling and you're like, <sighs> here I go and action. There's this sort of tension about that that I don't think is helpful. And I think, you know, one of the compliments that I've gotten a lot over the years is you make it look easy. And I think it's because I'm not working so hard. Wow. I just think that that's underrated. That's an underrated way to act is, is to be simple I think people get excited about people like Johnny Depp doing stuff like uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean because he's such a character. And as interesting as that is, I just think that's incredibly rare. You're, ne- you're, you're almost never going to get cast in a part like that. And you're certainly not going to get cast in a part like that You know, if you've been in town for a year or two and you're sort of struggling to get co-stars and guest stars right not to judge that but i'm saying you're not going to go from that to playing these sort of amazing characters in big budget movies you're right. going to be playing characters that are relatively close to you and so just sort of play the simplicity of that yeah so when yeah when i walk out out onto a set I'm not like where am i what did i just do what's well, you know who what was my childhood like <laughs> you know Um, it's just about sort of delivering the lines as honestly and as truthfully as you can
1: yeah does that make sense? absolutely 100% I love the quote from your 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 acting teacher you know just assume Mm -hmm. that you are the character and Mm -hmm. I love you also said um, that sometimes that amount of work can actually put distance between you and the character and it like thinking of it that way, it really is true. Because now, now what you're saying is, unless you've done all of this stuff uh-huh. and you're prepared and, and, and you've got it down so well that you can do it on the day, now basically what you're saying to yourself in your in your in your monkey brain is uh-huh. that you can't be the you can't get to the character mm-hmm. from point A is you, point B is the character. You can't mm-hmm. get from point A to point B without trudging through all of that stuff that you made up, you had to do. Yeah.
0: And, the other and you thing, made it up. The other thing, too, is all of that sort of busy work, um, when they call action, you'll be spending so much more time on, like, playing your idea of the character that, that what'll suffer is your ability to listen to your mm-hmm. scene partner. Um, and your own vulnerability and uh, authenticity right you'll be sort of playing your backstory or playing your work on your backstory yeah. as opposed to just
1: being in the scene and being there yeah Pre- uh, presence is what comes so, like yeah. being present
0: yeah exactly
1: because you're thinking about that other exactly. that other stuff Yeah, yeah and wondering
0: did I do enough work yeah, just just not
1: productive. Sort of like uh, it's 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 what Mamet talks about in all of mm-hmm. all of his work. Sure. And it's just like stand there and say the lines. Yeah, fine. I think he goes a little overboard, but uh,
0: <laughs> but I, I, I yeah. uh, you know yeah uh, uh, a lot of that makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's about knowing that you're enough, uh-huh. and then in your own mind, the the work, the quote unquote work that you need to do is like you said, assuming you're the character.
0: Yeah. 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 I love
1: that. <laughs> I love that. Um, it is so much more useful mm-hmm. to think in that way, especially if you're going in for like you said, guest star role, yeah. because you're 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 coming into someone else's story, right? It's someone else's the series lead. It's their character arc. You're coming in to help them tell that part of the story.
0: Absolutely, you don't need
1: your. But even look at all of the series
0: regulars on TV right now. How many of them are playing sort of Jack Sparrow level characters, or even in that ballpark?
1: No one. No. There's no such thing. Because here.
0: because really, what most people are interested in is stories about sort of interesting stories about real people, right? Even even you know uh, uh, shows that are highly stylized, like. Um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right? The people on that show are really just talking. They're in these insane situations that involve, you know, dragons and ice people and ghosts and whatever. Right? But no one on that show is doing a kooky, kooky voice or, (laughs) you know? Yeah. They're just in these sort of high-level meetings about the realm and the kingdom and whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But but you're right. It's like it's almost no different than a high level meeting at a law firm mm-hmm. on Franklin and bash or whatever, yeah, you know, it's just exactly. a different context. Exactly. Um, that's so great. I, I love that. I, we tend not to, um, not that we've done anything wrong, but we tend not to talk about craft that much on the show oh, because okay. just because, um, you know, it's so personal uh-huh. to everyone. But the thing I love about this is it's so simple. It's, <laughs> it goes back to like, calling auditions meetings uh-huh. it's like it's an art it's an artistic meeting you mm-hmm. know and and if this conversation helps one or two of our listeners show up in an audition and just be themselves right then we, then i i'm glad i'm you know that's it that we've yeah. done our work for the day we've done our good <laughs> okay, deed great. for the day you can go play <laughs> with your dog <laughs> mm-hmm. here i mean that's awesome um and i it's definitely something i will be uh keeping in mind taking into account with these uh you know film and television auditions that have been going on good. lately that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so we have two questions that we always end uh, every interview with. Okay, great. Um, sort of like you know inside, inside, actors inside sure. the actor studio. Um, the first one is: Do you feel like this career chose you, or you chose it?
0: Um. I think, I feel like I chose it. I feel like there's uh, there's a lot that um, there's a lot that I could have done. I think I'm a pretty competent dude. I think that there's a lot of jobs that I could have found fulfillment in, but uh, but I I looked at this job and I said I think I can do it and I think I think it'll be the most fun. You know, there's other things that I've considered doing over the years, and, and you know, might still, but uh, but yeah, uh,
1: I chose it. Awesome, <laughs> I love that answer. And the second one is, um, you know, with all of your experience, having not gone to school for it, but taking classes, the classes themselves, your onset experience, your on-stage experience, your consistent. Body of work. If you could take everything that you've learned and boil it down to what you think is the most important piece of advice, what would that <laughs> what would that nugget be? Oh boy,
0: um, relax. <laughs>
1: so good.
0: Uh, you know, easier said than done. But yeah. and I think and I think sometimes it takes effort to break down certain habits that will allow you to relax, mm-hmm. right? You have to, you have to know like, shit, I'm not relaxing when I go into auditions. And so it's not a matter of like, relax, damn it, relax! <laughs> <laughs> right? it's, it's a matter of let's work on this with my coach, let's work on my sort of mindset, let's think about why I'm not relaxing. Get yourself to a place where you can relax in auditions. You know, is it is it fear? Is it poverty? What is yeah. keeping me from relaxing? And do what you can so that you can relax in the audition room, so you can relax on set, so that you can relax in life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... Um You know, it's interesting because they say, you know, if you go into a room and you're like, I want to book this job, I want to book this job, I want to book this job, that whoever's on the other side of the table is going to smell the desperation, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, we'll talk about on the podcast or people talk about just in life, like one of the most important things you could do is learn about yourself, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And I love that. Essentially, what you're saying is apply that same thinking to relaxing. Uh-huh. You know, learn what's, learn learn what's stopping you from relaxing. Yeah. Learn what has you so tense. Yeah. And work on that. Yeah. So that when you go into the room, they can't smell the fact that you're not <laughs> relaxed. Right. Well, let me say this about
0: um, about wanting a job really, really bad. Um, uh, I think a danger that a lot of people have when when they think about relaxing. Is to slough things off, and like you should walk into the room like you don't give a shit, um, and don't bother with all that preparation. It's just going to drive you crazy. Um, I think that's <laughs> that is the other extreme. That is that yeah, that's taking it too far. What what when I go in for an audition, I have done serious preparation, um, and I think when I walk in, I am professionally invested in booking the job. But emotionally disconnected from booking the job. Wow! Right. So I want it real bad. I want it very, very bad uh, because I know that it will mean, you know, dinner that I can put on the table, and it will mean a step up in my career and more contacts and good tape. I want it real bad, but but emotionally, I have to understand that this is one of. 365 auditions I'm going to have this year and so if it doesn't happen I have to have the faith that somewhere down the line it is and again that's easier said than done but but it's you know relaxation is a is a delicate balance for sure
1: yeah professionally invested emotionally disconnected yeah that's huge I mean I I mean you're right it's not easy whatsoever (laughs) but it's such a great way to break it down yeah such a great way to break it down. So simple. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Thank you for that. Sure. Thank you for that. That's a good sound bite. Okay, we'll, we'll, good. You, we'll use that one. All right. Mir um, has been great. Thank you so much. My so if people want to find out more about you, what you're up to um, you a, I'm on Twitter the Twitters uh,
0: I'm on Twitter Amir Talai a uh, lot a lot of social justice tweets uh, so if you're not interested uh, don't bother but I also do talk about my career and what I'm up to uh, I'm shooting a movie right now with um, Emma Watson and Tom Hanks called The Circle yeah you are I'm very excited about that it comes out next year um, yeah, you know guest stars popping up here and there right on oh,
1: cool well yeah um, I'm excited. Maybe we'll uh, we'll have you back for a little thing when uh, when the movie comes okay. out. Okay, that'd be awesome. Okay, uh, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much. So, once again, huge shout out to Amir. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, for lending your voice to especially this episode, because it's been mostly my voice, or, um, you know, I did the interview and the bookend, so it's a lot of me, but hopefully a lot of Amir as well, and hopefully you guys got a lot out of that. I certainly did. I was having uh, little mini-revelations the whole time, especially since uh, Amir could kind of relate on the uh, ethnic level... (laughs) I know that sounds kind of weird, but I think you understand what I'm saying, listeners. And, um, you know, it was, just, it was just great to have somebody who was so um, pragmatic about the entire journey as an actor. Like he was very, he, he definitely sees it as a job, as his business, as his job. And not that he's not having fun because he's got the best job in the world, don't we all? Um, but just that, uh, you know, he's all about the work and continuing to work and continuing to, you know, build a body of work and make and build relationships as a result. And the work begets work and it's kept him working. He's, he, as, as we said in the interview and in last week's episode, he just works consistently. So thanks for taking time out of your schedule, Amir. If you're listening to this, we really appreciate having you on the, on the show. So we're going to go ahead and Skip the uh, picks of the week as well. Womp womp. We've got so many good ones lined up. Uh, Trevor and I have started to put like multiple episodes into the outline so that we don't forget. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, there's a lot of picks, great picks coming up, uh, but I don't want to do that without Trev. So we're gonna wait on that and just uh, head on out of here. Today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and co-hosted by yours truly, A.J. Meyer, and of course, Trevor Algat. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubarek is our marketing and web director. Jasmine Bristow is our director of public relations. And Deborah Smith is our community manager. Trevor Algett edited and mixed today's episode. He still did that. Yes, even though I recorded it, Trevor went, and went ahead and edited and mixed today's episode and, of course, composed our theme and interview music. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our recent episodes at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on iTunes and your five-star reviews. <clears throat> anyway, your reviews in general there are hugely appreciated special thanks and shout out to our sponsors rehearsal pro and vodagogo.com And, of course, thanks to you, our listeners, without whom we would not be able to do the podcast. If you love inside acting and you want to maximize its value in your life and career, sign up as a monthly member and get cool perks like the little holiday gift we got coming. There's still time to sign up for that. Um, And we still have some books left, actually. There's a a handful of books. I'm pretty sure we have a handful of those books left from Stephen Rohr so if you want to jump in on that too we've, uh, we've got a few of those for, hey it's a free book just for signing up to be a member other cool perks include of course access to our mem- membership message board cool freebies invites to exclusive member meetups like the ABC meetings or the artists doing something meetings etc uh, discounts on merchandise and much much more just visit insideacting.net and click on the membership tab to do that well well That is it for episode 218 of Inside Acting. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, we miss you, Tweva.